John chapter number one, if you found it and you're able to, let's stand, we'll read the scriptures together. John chapter number one, beginning in verse number one, we'll read down through verse number 14. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him. To them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I'm so thankful for these verses of Scripture. And as I made mention just a few moments ago, I'm going to preach just for a little while this morning. Our Christmas message will be the subject matter of the holiness of Christmas. The holiness. Let's have a word of prayer, then you can be seated. Father, we sure do love you. And Lord, we're so thankful to be able to come together once again, Lord, to be able to celebrate that holy night when our Savior was born. Lord, He had been growing in the womb of a virgin as He had left His position in heaven to come down to be born, to live a sinless life, to die on an old rugged cross, to raise from the dead, Lord, so that we could have eternal life and live forever with Him. Lord, it all started with Christmas. And we're so thankful for it. But Lord, the holiness of that night, of that event that changed, Lord, even the calendar, greatest event in the history of mankind. Lord, would you help us to realize the holiness and the sacredness of it this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I said in the bulletin that the birth of Jesus is one of the greatest events in the history of mankind because I believe it only pales in comparison to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. By definition, as we look at a holiday, the very origin of the word holiday means a holy day. So even those that would even Uh, stand this morning or throughout our society or around the world and say, well, we don't celebrate Christmas, but they would say, happy holiday. They're actually even by their own admittance saying it is a holy day because that's the origin of it. You say, well, even if it's a holy day, let me say this, holy as defined by Webster's Dictionary means hallowed consecrated or set apart to a sacred use or 
to the service or worship of God. That's the very definition of the word holy. So when we look at a holiday, holy day, I don't get so worked up about it because I say, thank you for setting the time aside in sacred use and service and worship of God Almighty. I don't believe that there's a greater adjective that could be used to describe Christmas than the word holy, that which pertains to God. May I remind us, even in false religions around the world, they understand that the word holy refers to that which is belonging to God. There's a reason this morning that if you were to, and you can ask anyone in this religion about it, but there's a reason that on the front of the Quran, for the Muslim religion, that it says the holy Quran, because they even believe that word holy pertains to God. And that is his book. What's very interesting, and I won't preach on it this morning, but it is a Christmas message that it is very interesting. Go search the Quran. And it even says in there, the holy son. Now that's very interesting because they don't believe that Allah or God has a son, but yet the word holy only pertains to God. So who is the very son of God that they would proclaim as holy? Go ahead and ask him sometime. It's none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. As we read down through these verses of John chapter 1, it's very understandable and clear that everything about Jesus coming to earth, everything about it is holy. And I want you to see a few things as we look down through and why Christmas is holy. The holiness of Christmas, why would we say it's not just another holiday? Why would we say that, listen, in the Christian world, and may I remind us, and some of you may not have seen this, but actually this year, because of what's taken place over in Israel, did you know that actually the town of Bethlehem has actually canceled Christmas this year? because of what's taken place, because of the war, the military checkpoints, the uprising that's around there. Of course, it is predominantly inhabited by another religion today other than the Jewish religion. But the very village and the very town where Jesus was born, that the Bible tells us, that little town of Bethlehem that we just sang about here a little while ago is not having a Christmas celebration this year. There's something holy about it around this world. And I want to share just a few things that I jotted down from John chapter number one here about why is Christmas holy? Well, first of all, I want to say it's holy because of who we are celebrating. Because of who we're celebrating. It's not because of that wonderful and expensive and most desired gift that you have sitting under the tree right now. How many already know what you're getting for Christmas? Come on, how many don't want to admit it? You know what you're getting for Christmas. My wife even said, you know, it'd just be easier if we just sit down and tell each other. I said, I'm not going to do that because you're only saying that because you don't know what I got you. 
and we just haven't discussed it and we haven't talked about it and we've been going into Christmas this year, but the anticipation of it. Can I say Mary did know what she was getting for Christmas, even though they didn't call it Christmas back then. She was getting a baby boy, already had the name picked out. But may I remind us that this day, this celebration is holy because of who we are celebrating. The Bible says here in verse number one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Understanding this, when you go back up to verse number 14, the Bible says, and the word, you say, who is that referring to? And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Can I remind us that that is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Jesus who did not just come into existence on Christmas day. This is Jesus who was prophesied as the Messiah. This is Jesus who the Bible says in the beginning was the word. That's Jesus. The word was with God and the word was God. And may I remind us that the word still is God today. And we understand on who we are celebrating. Listen, there is not another birthday that has been set aside all around this world. Now, I believe it ought to be for me that the world would pause because it's the birthday of Peter. No, it's not like that. Now, as much as you may think that the world revolves around you, guess what? The world does not pause when it's your birthday. We did not all pause yesterday. It was Jocelyn's 29th birthday again yesterday, okay? I won't say how many times she's been 29, almost as many times as my wife's been 29. But listen, listen, the world still went on. How many didn't even know that it was Jocelyn's birthday yesterday? Listen, just wish her a happy birthday today, okay? And, uh, but listen, the world doesn't revolve around our birthdays, but can I tell you, there is one that was sent from heaven who the world will pause, whether they believe it or understand it or not. The retail stores have been rejoicing and thanking God. We were heading up yesterday after we got done doing some door knocking and some visiting yesterday morning and getting ready to go up to the nursing home, Merrimack County nursing home to do some Christmas caroling yesterday. And I said, well, I'm just going to stop into Don Andrews' new favorite place to eat. And that's the market basket up on exit 17. How many have eaten at the market basket on exit 17? Okay, several of them. And uh, hey, listen, you can't beat a hot dog and fries for $1.99. Okay, and uh, walk in there and I said, I wonder what market basket's going to be like at 1.30 on Christmas, the Saturday before Christmas. So I got off the exit and I looked over there and I said, I don't think I'm going to go in there. And I said, so I pulled in and I went into Jersey Mike's. I said, I've got 20 minutes from right now to when I need to leave to head up to the nursing home, make sure I'm there on time. Walked into Jersey Mike's, I'm standing in line and there's nine people in front of me. I said, this isn't going to work. I said, I'm going to get back in the car. I'm going to go through the drive-thru at Wendy's and get me a $5 biggie bag. I said, that's what I'm getting for lunch. Listen, the world is celebrating Christmas. But we may, may we not forget that it's not because of the gifts, it is about the who that we are celebrating. He was sent from God. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. He, it is the birth of a Savior. As I made mention in the bulletin twice, Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter number 2, one by Mary and one by the shepherds, he was called the Savior. 
That's why you say, well, I thought holy was attributed to God that is set aside to the service or worship of God. Yes, that's why we have Christmas. It is a day that is set aside because Jesus was sent from heaven. Not only that, may I remind us on why it is holy, and may I tell us, second of all, because of the power that is in Jesus. You see, this is all about Jesus as we celebrate Christmas. Not only because of who it is, but the power that he has. Look what the Bible says back in verse number three. The Bible says, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Do you understand Jesus was just as active in creation as what we say in the beginning, God. Now, yes, I believe that everything was created by God in six literal days. You say, well, pastor, I just don't believe that. Listen, if you believe we came from a one-celled organism, okay, and that evolved over 5 billion years to be able to get, listen, I want to shake your hand because you have more faith than I do. That that could actually all happen over those billions of years and that that just evolved to be able to get there. It takes less faith just to believe that there's a divine creator that just said, here it is. And here's Jesus. Listen, you talk about a holy day. You talk about the holiness of Christmas, and that's because of the power that is in the one that we are celebrating. Now, can I take it a step further and not just the power for him to create everything, but listen, the Bible says this in verse number four, in him was life. And the life was the light of men, the eternal life that is in Christ. Not only because of who we're celebrating, not just because of the power that is in him, but yet the eternal life that is in him. You see, we serve a, a savior today that not only was there and spoke everything into existence and he can create the mountains, he can create the earth and he can create everything that there is but let's get it down personal. He can create you as a new creature. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Boy, I'm thankful for Jesus and the ability and the power that he has to be able to create a life new. You see, that's the whole message of Christmas is that Jesus came in order to be able to give hope. I'm, I feel sorry for those that are living their life today and they have no eternal hope whatsoever. None whatsoever. No eternal hope. You say, well, I've got hope for tomorrow. I'm getting this gift. This is exactly what I want. How many of you ever had the kids that you got them exactly what they want and 30 minutes later, after they tore the thing open, after they ripped the box to be able to get to it, it's broken over there in the corner of the room because they thought, listen, they thought it was a basketball instead of a truck. And so they're throwing it on the floor, trying to be able to bounce it back up to them. And the thing shattered into a hundred different pieces. You say, well, there's not much hope for their future. Okay. Good at destruction. Not good at construction. Can I say this? It's not just about hope for today. 
It's not just about hope for tomorrow, but the whole message of the Lord Jesus Christ in him is life. And that life, listen, it's the light of men. It's that which illuminates us because men walk in darkness, but there's some, according to verse number five, that the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehendeth it not. They don't even know there's, there's millions and I would dare say billions walking around this world that they, they know that Christmas is about the birth of Jesus, but they've never comprehended what is so important about this celebration of this baby being born? Why did it so change even our calendar that it's B.C., before Christ? That's what that stands for, by the way. You say, well, that was, and it's amazing. Even those that say four million years B.C., trying to reconcile all of that. Here's all these millions of years, but let's go ahead and reference Christ. So if we really believe it's before Christ, then understand that Christ is a real person born in Bethlehem uh, just over 2,000 years ago, literally changed our calendar. People know that. People know it's about the birth of Jesus, but what about the birth of Jesus? Boy, it's the holiest event that took place on that night. And life is in him, eternal life. You say, I've got questions about eternity. Can I say this? This is the time of year. In fact, this may be the day. Get all your questions about eternity answered. You say, do you have all the answers to eternity? I have all the important answers to eternity. What are we going to do for eternity? I don't have that answer. I might just try to walk hand in hand with my wife in the new Jerusalem down the street of gold, okay? I don't know if there's holding hands in heaven. We're not going to be married when we get there, okay? Her loss. <laughs> Mine too. Don't go down and tell her that, okay? I know how it is. You say, what's all the answers for eternity? Hey, can I say the number one answer is whether you're going to be there or not, yes or no? Yes or no, that's the answer. That's what's necessary is to be able to get that. You say, where's that found? The holiness of Christmas is where the answer is found. It's found in Christ. The eternal life that is in him, it's only in Christ and that's the light of Christmas. I feel sorry for those today that may be going through the Christmas season and they have no hope. They, their, their life is full of fear because it's not in Christ. Asking the Lord to be able to help some this morning, be able to receive that light. The Bible says in verse number seven, the same came witness, came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. You may be here this morning, you may be saying, I don't understand what the big deal is about Christmas. It's just another day I get off from work. Can I say it's, it's more than just a paid vacation? It's more than just a paid day off, but the holiness of this day is, listen, when the very Son of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords was born of a virgin and laid in a manger and he was born to be able to live and to be able to die, be able to pay for every one of our sins, eternal life that is in him. But then can I say this? We get down to verse number 12 and I want you to see the position that he's able to give. You see, it's only him that can give this position. The Bible says in verse number 12, but as many as received him, 
To them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Can I maybe, and I, and I, I hope not, but don't take this in a rude way, but burst your bubble this morning that we're all born as children of God? We're not. Bible says there's a distinct time when we have the power to become the sons of God, and that is when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, that's the position that he has the power to be able to give. You say, well, I thought my church has the power to be able to give the position of me being a son of God. Listen, I don't walk up and, and spiritually knight people. Imagine that taking place that I walked up with my Bible and I tap you on both shoulders and say, okay, you are officially now a child of God. That'd make for a great ceremony, wouldn't it? Make for a real good ceremony. But all it would be is a photo op. That's all it would be. Can I say this? But there is a Jesus. There is a Savior and at that moment of believing on his name, you say, well, what do I need to believe about Jesus? I'm glad you asked this morning. Because the Bible says, even to them that believe on his name, what do we need to believe about Jesus? First of all, we need to believe that he died for us. Why did he die for us? He died for us because every one of us have committed sin. If you're here this morning and say, I've never sinned in my life, it won't take long to be able to figure one out. Okay? won't take long. We've all sinned. No, I don't, I don't think anybody would come up to me and say, I've never sinned. I'll ask your wife. Okay. And I'll, I'll ask your husband. I'll ask your kids because they tell everything. Boy, did we have a good Christmas party last week. I'm just kidding. Now the parents are nervous. We had a great Christmas party. No, they didn't. We had all the kids down there. Listen, they didn't start spilling the beans. All parents are safe. Okay. We can ask kids, ask your spouse, ask anybody close to you. Listen, every one of us, if we're being intellectually honest, every one of us would have to say that we've sinned. Someone's got to pay for the sin. So we got one of two choices. What are we going to believe about Jesus? Well, I believe that I've sinned, but I believe I can't pay for my sin because sin can't enter before the, 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 the presence of God. How can I pay for sin that's eternally separated me from Almighty God? Well, we have Jesus that was born, came down here, the holiest of holies in the nights when he comes down, born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, died on an old rugged cross. Listen, paid for every one of my sins, not just my sins, but your sins. Every person that's under the sound of my voice, whether here in the auditorium, downstairs or live streaming, Jesus paid for your sin. Why aren't you thankful for that? Imagine the amount of sin that Jesus had to take on him and took, and the Bible says that he became sin for us, but that's not the end of the story. Literally, our sin put him to death. But the good news is he's not dead today. You see, three days later, at the seal of God's approval on the Lord Jesus Christ is he raised him from the dead. Death's penalty is paid. There's no more condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. But I'm thankful for that. That's what Jesus has done for us. Every one of us have sinned and someone needs to pay for that sin. I can't pay for it on my own, so I'm gonna trust Jesus and what he did. And then listen, the Bible says, but as many as believe him, them gave you the power. 
to become the sons of God. Boy, isn't it wonderful that God gives us the whole formula? You talk about a holy night when our Savior was born. But then I want you to see this. I want you to see the completeness that is in him. Verse number 14, once again, reiterates, I believe, the entire Christmas story. The word became flesh, was made flesh, and dwelt among us. Do you understand that's the Christmas story right there? That God Almighty from heaven stepped out of heaven, became flesh, just like you and I dwelt among us. That means he lived like they lived. I'm not saying he lived like we live. We have it a whole lot nicer today than what they had 2,000 years ago. A couple weeks ago on Thursday night, I taught through on first century living. I'm thankful I don't live in the first century. I'm thankful I'm not stomping out my grapes to be able to get grape juice. I'm thankful I'm not grinding the olives to be able to get my olive oil. I'm thankful I'm not having to go through all of that. Jesus dwelt among them. Listen, the same way that they lived, he lived in the flesh. Lived a perfect life, never sinned. Bible says that they beheld his glory, the glories of the only begotten of the Father. But look at this, full of grace and truth. You see the completeness that is in Christ. He is one that I believe with 100% love in his heart. I don't believe that he watered down the message. I know a lot want it today. Well, pastor, just don't tell me that, that I'm a sinner. Can I say this? Every one of us are. Every one of us are sinners. And you can try to argue it all day long. We're still sinners. We've done things wrong. We've broken God's law. See, that's the truth. You ever heard the statement, truth hurts? See, I've been told some truth that I didn't, I didn't want to hear sometimes. Sometimes when I'm in a relationship, whether it be with my wife or maybe my children or, or close friends or other pastors in any type of relationship, there's sometimes that they need to look at us and just tell us some hard truth, don't they? How many much rather have the truth told to you when it's seasoned with grace? I believe that's how Jesus was. The Bible doesn't say he was half grace, half truth. The Bible says he was full of grace and full of truth. So there is something that there's every once in a while, listen, we just need to be looked at in our God-given eyeball and said, you're a sinner before Almighty God. But then we get looked in the eyeballs of compassion and say, but the grace is Jesus paid for that sin. He's already taken care of it. And the reason he did that was just for one four-letter word, love. You say, but I, if, if you're telling me I'm a sinner, then that means that I'm wicked before Almighty God. Yes, in the midst of all of that, he still said, I love you still said I love. Now listen, those are not the words that usually come out of our mouth when someone has just greatly offended us or sinned against us. They find out the worst thing about us and say, oh, I love you. That's usually not how we react, but that's how Christ did. He sees the greatest sin that we have. He sees us at our worst and looks at us and says, I love you. You see, the truth is we're sinners. The grace is if we believe on him, all that's forgiven.
and we become a child of God. That's how holy that night was, that the Savior of the world was born. Can you imagine as heaven stood at attention, as Jesus, the one who had been there right on the right hand of the throne of God. Imagine as they stood at attention, he could have showed up as a full-grown man, but chose to come as a baby, live life and grow just like everyone has to. He chose to go through all of that. Imagine heaven standing at attention, watching as Mary is given birth in a stable. I wonder if any of the angels looked down and said, that's all she's lining the manger with is hay? There's no, there's no better garments than the swaddling clothes, which are, are literally death burial clothes that they're wrapped. Hey, that's our savior. That's the, that's the king that just left here. And she's putting him in that? Truth and grace. The holiness of that night is realizing, listen, there are those that reject him. And you may be here this morning. You may turn and walk out, reject Christ another time. The Bible says that there's some that he came for a light to the world. Darkness comprehended it not. There may be those who reject Christ. But you know what our ministry is? We're to bear witness of this light. See, it introduces John here. And John came to bear witness of the light. He's not the light. And listen, I, I, I'm, I don't mean to burst your bubble again, but I'm not Jesus. I'm not. And I'll be the first one to tell you. I'm not the Lord. But I hope I can be the first one to tell you all about him. And I'm just here to bear witness of that light. Bear witness of who Jesus is. And that's this time of year on what our Savior has done. And then to remind us, listen, he was not just a good prophet. He was not just a good man, not just a good teacher, not just a good physician. But Jesus is God. You see, in the beginning was the Word. Jump into verse number 14. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The holiness of Christmas is that the day was set aside of service to God. Do you understand? Jesus presented himself as that sacrifice in service to God to be able to deliver each and every one of us. Now, the question is this Have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? Can you say 100% today that you're a child of God? If not, boy, it'd be a wonderful day to be able to call upon the Lord for salvation. You see, the Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Down around verse number 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see, Jesus came from heaven. He's holy. You say all the questions about heaven. Yes, I just want to make sure because I know I'm going there. And I just want to make sure you're going there too. But you're only going if you're a child of God. You're only going if you've called upon Him. You're only going if you've believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and Christians, for the rest of us, that we know that we're saved, we know that we're a child of God, let's not forget the holiness of Christmas. There ought to be a solemnness about it. And I'm all for celebrating. We're celebrating Jesus. Honestly, the front of the bulletin today says, Celebrate the child. <laughs> Why not? 
It's Jesus. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. We're celebrating. It's a birthday party because I know. I know who was born that Christmas morning. I've made it personal to me. And I can say today I'm a child of God. I've believed on Him. I know that I'm saved. Can you say that? If you can't, boy, today would be a wonderful day. Christians, for those of you that are saved, know that you're a child of God. Boy, keep celebrating. Make it all about Jesus and realize the holiness of this day that we're celebrating that is consecrated and set aside in service of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords.